You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Wheels, how's it rolling? What would happen if you got a second mic and then you didn't always have not, no mic when, like, as if it's a surprise? It's like Color War Breakout. You don't know that yeah. a podcast that's basically the same time every week is going to happen. Well, I didn't know that I was going to be working from home today, so that's really what happened here. I just have two po- two mics. I do have two mics, but the mic at home actually sucks because I used it when I recorded the Patreon episode with AB. Uh, which came out good, the audio, uh, if I do say so myself, but only because of an insane amount of editing on my part. So, so you essentially have one mic because yeah. the second mic isn't good. You're saying I should buy I should buy a second good mic. Probably that'd be fair. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll do that. But uh, let's let's talk football. I'm not really you know my traditional uh, custom of stopping to care about the NFL as soon as the Vikings are eliminated took effect at like you know 7 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So you're out. You're out on football. Well, so I, I went to Ikea, and I missed the first bit of the Ravens-Titans uh, game, which I thought didn't matter because it was going to be a blowout anyway. And it was a blowout, but, uh, you know, not exactly mm-hmm. as uh, as predicted. I, I'm starting to get annoyed about a couple of, like, Derrick Henry, like, super fans, like like Bill Simmons, for example, who said he would take him over, uh, like, any quarterback if he was, like, doing, like, a total NFL redraft, it's which insane. obviously is insane. Like, the Titans have scored on 6 of 20 possessions in the playoffs. The Titans' offense has not been good in the playoffs, okay? Yeah. The reason they've won is because they gave up 12 and 13 points to the two best teams in the AFC. Like, the Ravens mm-hmm. had a historically great offense, and they allowed 12 points to them. That's why they won the game. It has nothing to do with Derrick Henry. They, I think they lost the time of possession nine consecutive games, ten consecutive games, which uh, mm-hmm. is indicative of lacking a running game. So, I mean, I shouldn't say it has nothing to do with Derrick Henry because Henry played well, obviously, and Tannehill has done nothing. But they haven't won because of their offense. They've won because of their defense. Their defense has been astoundingly good. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Any of the four teams left could, without question, win the Super Bowl, and nobody would bat an eye at this point. Well, I, I guess at, at a certain point, if the Titans have already won what they've won, then you have to say that. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's your prediction right now of, of the four teams remaining? Okay, I mean, listen, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I'm just saying nobody, I wouldn't be shocked at this point if the Titans would win. And I think the Niners blow out the Packers. No, but what's, what's your Super Bowl prediction? Oh, so the, uh, between the Chiefs and the Niners? Yeah. I think I think, I think, think the Chiefs win that game. Yeah, I think San Francisco is... I think the Chiefs are the Ravens and the Niners the Niners. Yeah, but the Chiefs, and I mean, I think you said this in the preseason, they can't hold anybody to less than 30 points. So every game is going to be like 45-35. Mm-hmm. 
And they and they can do that against Houston, but can they do that against San Francisco with that defense? Yeah, I don't know. I I, I just I, it's going to be almost impossible to stop the Chiefs. We'll have time to preview the Super Bowl. Let's at least give the Packers and the Titans a, a, a week's worth of conversation. First of all, the guess the lines. Who won? Guess the lines. You did right. Uh, this week, so la- last week you beat me. I think three nothing. We said this week I beat you uh, two to one. Yeah, because I guess Green Bay, San Francisco, exactly right. And then we two to one. We were both off. Oh, because yeah. ties. We, oh, we, we played by cousin Sal rules. Yeah, we both we tie. Well, two to one or one to zero, whatever the hell you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, yeah. So let's let's so let's let's talk about what happened before we jump to the lines. So uh, you know the Vikings. I think I had said how I, I thought it was going to be a close game, but I said you know there was a chance that it was just going to be sort of a redux of like you know the Vikings against the Bears, where the Vikings offense would completely no show, and the and the, I think I said uh, something like. You know, San Francisco would win 21 to 6 or some number I made up. And, and what mm-hmm. was the final score? 27 10. So it was kind of similar to that. The, the offense just completely no showed. Uh, San Francisco rushed four the whole game, and yet Cousins was under more pressure than any game all year, even more than the Packers game. So the offensive line, which was phenomenal the week before against New Orleans when Cousins wasn't touched, just completely no showed. The running game did absolutely nothing, even though San Francisco was a weak running, uh, a weak running defense in theory. And, you know, I still think that the Vikings are pretty close to San Francisco in terms of overall talent. But when one team is playing, you know, on five and a half days rest after, you know, being on the road the week before against another elite team and going to overtime, and the other team has had two weeks of rest and has everybody totally healthy, like, San Francisco is really tough, I think, in this circumstance. And they're going to have two weeks mm-hmm. before the Super Bowl. And as long as, you know, D Ford and all these guys on their defense stay healthy, I really think, you know, to me, they're the overwhelming favorites. I, I think that the Packers have even less of a chance than the Titans. I really do this week. Um, yeah, I would agree. I mean, you know, people are saying, all right, so the Niners blew out Green Bay, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, people talk about the, the 45-3 game. They'll never be sort of like one of the bigger blowouts in any game in the last, like, 10 years was that 45-3 Patriots game. And then the Jets go, go into New England and win in the divisional playoff round after having been swept, not just losing 45-3. Yeah. Um, I, so people are sort of using that as, as hope for, for the Packers. But... I, I just don't see a scenario where the Packers. But also, like, I mean, I the, guess the Packers I, played like the worst team in the playoffs, and they barely beat them, you know, on Sunday night. Yeah. So yeah, all right, great. They looked okay, but like Se- Seattle sucks. We know Seattle sucked all year. So Seattle finished, I think, plus ten their point differential over the season. So they're basically a five hundred mm-hmm. team, and they were a five hundred team with Russell Wilson playing, you know, ungodly well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that you know, Green Bay needed to beat Seattle much more soundly if they wanted to impress anybody, and they really didn't do that. I'm with you. So, but there was no real frustration it, because the Vikings they didn't embarrass themselves, but they were clearly outclassed. Well, I mean, I they did embarrass. They did game. embarrass themselves, but it's the first. I just they, they played a better team. Yeah, the Vikings haven't played a playoff game like that since. I'm trying, to, I think I think since I, I get I guess well, you can't even count the game with Joe Webb because that game didn't even count. Like the the, the victory there was making the playoffs that year. So the Vikings haven't had right. a playoff game like this probably since 2008 when they lost to the Eagles in the second round. Because either the Vikings' playoff losses are either, you know, again, it's e- either games that they're expected to win and, they, and they're blown out in tremendous fashion, like, you know, 41 nothing, or, or, like, um, or like the NFC Championship game against the Eagles uh, two years, uh, a couple of years ago, or they lose, like, complete heartbreakers. They don't lose games like this where they're expected to lose. You know, they're seven-point underdogs and they lose by more than that. And, you know, so at least, at least, yeah, it wasn't emotionally heartbreaking. It, you know, by, by the third quarter, I sort of, the writing was on the wall. And they, they just could do nothing. And I just – I don't know how – Green Bay's offense is worse than the Vikings' offense. So I don't see how Green Bay is going to be able to move the ball uh, against San Francisco if San Francisco's defense is playing that way. And they didn't, they didn't move the ball against San Francisco last time. 
So no, I'd uh, agree. Yeah, but let's okay. So so the Sunday night game or the Saturday night game. I mean, are you drawing? Well, can I over- just say so the Vikings have still not won two playoff games in a year? Yes, uh, since the '80s, since 1987, I believe this was the eighth straight time or ninth straight time that they uh, had a chance to do so and lost the second playoff game. Uh, I gave you the trivia question, but the oh, only teams... What do you mean the eighth straight time? I don't understand what you meant by that. They th- have that they've won, they've won a playoff game and had a chance to snap that streak, I think, now nine straight times. Oh, I see. What they have not. They, yes, they haven't won. They haven't gone one and one in the playoffs each of the last eight times you've been there. What no, you're no, no, no. Is but each they, of the last yes, eight times that they, they won have gone, play- yeah. yes. Yeah. They've gone one and one nine times. Uh, so the Vikings and the Lions are the only NFC teams that have not won two playoff games in the season. Yeah. You you guessed uh, this mostly correctly. You you guessed seven teams. Uh, there are six. The Browns, Bengals, Dolphins, and Texans. You said the Chiefs, who, but the Chiefs did do it in 93. In 93 yeah. But yeah, the, so those those teams have all not won two playoff games in a year. Uh, so you are in really sad company. I mean, you know, uh, how, you know how old this is? Adam Summers was a guy uh, two years ahead of me in high school. So when I was in 10th grade, Adam Summers graduated high school. This is in 1999. And in the 1999 mm-hmm. yearbook, in fact, I'm going to go get it right now. Adam Summers is a guy from Queens, New York, but is a Vikings fan. Everywhere I've always gone in my life, I've always met a couple of locals who are Vikings fans, even though they're from, you know, wherever I live, Philadelphia, Toronto, New York, Washington. For some mm-hmm. reason, the Vikings are the kind of team that always attract. They're not a national team like the Packers, they don't, but they always do have fans all over the country. I'm not sure why. Um, and Adam Summers was a Vikings fan. And I'm whipping open this yearbook. This is from 1999. And I quote, Summers hopes one day to see his beloved Vikings win two playoff games. <laughs> so in 1999, 21 years ago, it was a dream. And it still hasn't happened. Yeah. Under yeah, Denny Green, a bunch of losers. under Denny Green, they made the playoffs every year except for 95. And they lost, I think they lost the wild card, let's see, 92 they lost to Washington, 93 they lost to Chicago, I was at the game, 94 they lost to the Giants. Uh, 96, they lost to the Cowboys. They got blown out. 97, they beat the Giants in the first round. Then they lost in the divisional round. 98, of course, they beat the Cardinals and they lost the NFC Championship uh, Gary Anderson game. Uh, 99, they lost. uh, They beat, who did they beat in the first round? The Cowboys, I think, again. Then they lost to the Rams, like 49-37 or whatever that game was. 2000, Mm -hmm. of course, they they won the first round and then they lost uh, 41-0 to the Giants. So then, uh, let's see. 2004 is the year that they lost, that they, that they, they Randy Moss game, they won in Green Bay, and then they lost to Philadelphia in the divisional round. 2008, they lost in the first round of the Eagles. 2009, they beat the Cowboys 34-3, and then they lost uh, 12 men on the field to the Saints. 2012, they lost the Blair Walsh game. 2015, oh no, 2012, they lost the, the Joe Webb game. 2015, they lost the Blair Walsh game. 2017, they beat uh, the Minneapolis Miracle, and then they lost the Eagles in this year. Of course, they beat the Saints again, and then they lost. Yeah, so what is that? 15, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. They've made the playoffs 16 times in the last 25 years, and they've won one or zero playoff games every single time. So well, listen, the Chiefs are sort of the Vikings of the of the AFC, and you know they have, well, they have only won it, uh, the two playoff games once, but they have, like the Vikings, not been to the Super Bowl since you know, their, their heyday. And, uh, you know, this will be the biggest monkey off the back we've seen in the NFL. Basically, what was the last time a team, not, you know, Peyton Manning did it, was the last time a team fully got the monkey off their back? The Eagles. Like, Two years uh, yeah, ago. the Eagles have. That's true. Because uh, in baseball, it's happened like four or five times in the last decade plus. Um, right. There's really, and listen, the Chiefs won Super Bowl four. It really does nothing to most Chiefs fans. The same as the Jets with Super Bowl three. 
that they won that Super Bowl. And I got the Dolphins are in that territory now. You know, yeah. The only thing I'm holding on to as a Vikings fan with that Super Bowl four loss is that the Vikings were the the NFL champions that year because that was the last year before the conferences. So the Vikings are the last NFL champions to have uh, ended their season with a loss, but mm-hmm. um, and one of only two, I guess, because the Colts the year before. But hey, at least the Vikings do have one NFL championship. Uh, Mazel tov. All right. Yeah. Um, all, right so, okay. all right. So let's I jump pick, to the Sunday yeah. games. So um, all right. So that so Sunday started, of course, with Kansas City and Houston. My two big bets last year week, if you remember, were I said take the Vikings 49ers under. That paid off. And then I was having Houston to cover. And, you know, it looked pretty good for about a quarter and a half. <laughs> yeah. When, you know, I, I don't, I mean, well, obviously we blame Bill O'Brien to a certain extent for, you know, kicking a field goal on fourth and inches. But he was up 21 nothing, even if they score there. I mean, they ended up, they, they lost by 20. They didn't even get close to covering. So, mm-hmm. does it really matter? Was Their defense was just not going to do anything, basically. Uh, no. They were not. We finally saw the Houston that we were, the Kansas City that we were waiting for all year. I mean, Kansas City did they score more than forty points in any regular season game? Did the Chiefs? Like, I feel like early in early in the I think year, week they one they won. scored like forty, and then I don't know. If yeah. We yeah, we did not see the Chiefs weren't very Chiefsy this year. Yeah, it's such a Bill Simmons. And then comment. and then when Patrick Mahomes came back from his injury, the first game, which was the loss in Tennessee, he had a good game. But after that, the last mm-hmm. four or five weeks of the year, he really wasn't that good. Yeah, I mean they looked like they looked like such a force though. Yeah. Uh yeah, they scored forty against Jacksonville, and they never again scored more than uh, thirty four. Yeah. No, they had forty against Oakland. Sorry, they had okay. forty. But they never topped forty all season. They never topped forty all season. Correct. They're low. Do you want to guess they're low? Um, I don't know. What was the thirteen points? Yeah, thirteen at home against the no, really? uh, against I just, the Colts. I just yeah. made up a number. Oh yeah, that mm-hmm. game. Yeah, I remember that game. Yep, that's when they lost. My, like two, they lost. They lost that week, and then they lost the next week to Houston, didn't they? Yes. And then the next week to to Green Bay or something. They lost. No, they, they they beat Denver and then lost Green Bay. It was three out of four. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They they beat uh, and then they beat the Vikings on the last. Game. And then Tennessee, and then they lost the, in Tennessee. So that yeah, that was the first game that was back with Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, it's fascinating because they were able to move the ball. You know, Mahomes threw for four forty six uh, yeah. his most all year. They were able to move the ball. I don't know uh, if they're going to be able to stop the Titans this week either. And obviously, you know, Henry is a bad matchup because he will be able to eat enough of the clock. Although they needed about 40 seconds per drive last week. So I don't know if the the uh, time possession mattered at all. Like, they're still probably both going to get 12 possessions because the Chiefs go so quickly. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, Tannehill is going to have to do something. And he hasn't yet in the playoffs. He hasn't needed to. Uh, he might, I mean, yeah, I think when Lamar, 10, Lamar listen, Jackson, if they go down 10, Lamar Jackson's then, usage was 83. He had 83, uh, pass attempts, rushes, and I think sacks. the most of any game in NFL history, right? Yeah. Uh, Ryan Tannehill in two playoff games has 41. So, which is like 1970s era, 1960s era. It's incredible how little they've asked Tannehill to do so far. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, you know, I don't think that can hold. He's, um, I mean, he, he's been okay. He's been efficient, I guess. He's 15 for 29 passing, which isn't great. But mm-hmm. but he had he's only had one turnover, which is pretty good. And uh, you know he had he had a rushing touchdown. But yeah, he's gonna have to. He has 171 total yards of offense through uh, two games, and uh, <laughs> he's gonna need that in a half if they're gonna stay with Kansas City. Uh, yeah, I think if the Titans go down 10, it could get ugly fast. 
yeah, this this podcast is completely out of order. So I, I sort of wanted to go through each of the four games last weekend in order, but you keep jumping around. Let's uh, let's. I'm least, not jumping out of order. Uh, yeah. I'm not doing anything. All right, well, the listeners can comment on that. Let's. Okay, so then the final game was Barely was here. Seattle at Green Bay. Uh, Seattle, as per uh, contractual rules, uh, the game came down to uh, you know the end of the game to a single score. I gotta say, Saturday and Sunday here in New Jersey, it was in the high 60s for some insane reason. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we sat outside and watched the game on my patio. We made a little bonfire, a little s'more action. It was it was it was a lot of fun. So it was really enjoyable way to watch an NFL playoff game. Never thought I would have seen the day that that would happen in January. Mm-hmm. Upside the global warming, I guess. But um, it was enjoyable to watch. This weekend, uh, for the NFC Championship and AFC Championship game, I'm going to be in Florida at my in-laws, the way I was two years ago uh, for the Vikings-Eagles game. And, um, you know, I had already warned my in-laws. I said, look, if the Vikings win on Saturday night, you cannot – because you remember what happened two years ago, right? How they invited, like, all their Yenta friends over. Yeah. Who could forget? The Yentas came over. Yeah. But you guys got killed anyway. So, yeah. So I got them to, I got them to promise that they wouldn't have anybody over for Sunday night. But now now that it's, you know, just the uh, Packers and Eagles and 49ers, mm-hmm. excuse me, they can bring over as many people as they want. All right. So, yeah. So, fine. So let's jump to these games. So the first one is going to be Tennessee at Kansas City. I guess, look, Tennessee's already went into New England and Baltimore, so anything is possible. But I just I, I don't see a scenario. Yeah, and they beat the Chiefs. Oh, what's the line? Seven? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah. Uh I, I think I the, the the extra half point makes me want to take Tennessee. I think I take Tennessee, but I am picking the Chiefs to win, so there's no degree of confidence, no hundred million dollars on it. I'm gonna take Kansas City because I learned my lesson last week that Kansas City can immediately turn a seven-point lead into a 10-point lead into a 14-point lead into a 21-point lead. So I think Kansas City is going to win this game like 38-28. Yeah, that, I mean, that's very similar. It was 35-32 the first time they played, so that's uh, not totally unreasonable at all. All right, and then we go to the late game. It's not going to be 37-9, but I think San Francisco is going to win pretty easily. Uh, there'll, be a, there'll be a point when Rodgers has like a touchdown in the third quarter and he looks like he's getting it close. They'll pull within like twenty four to seventeen or something, but I think San Francisco will end up winning like like thirty. Days. I just think he's not going to be able to throw. I think they're going to be hitting him all day. Rogers is going to be cranky. Yeah, Rogers sucks. I hate. I mean, he's good at football, but he's such a bad guy. It's you funny. Know, like most of these, like I don't think Brady's like a great person, but he is not. Like I've never heard a real bad story about Brady. Like Rogers, I've never heard a good story about Rogers. I mean, I've always kind of liked Rogers. I've liked his interviews. He's a thoughtful guy. He doesn't seem like a you know like a Neanderthal. But Everyone the, says he's a jerk. But the fact that he can't get along with anyone in his family, I do judge you for that. Not just the family. Not just the family. I, I, I think, like, nobody likes him. He can't no. get along with his, with his uh, non-State Farm uh, agent, his insurance agent. Mm-hmm. He makes fun of the guy on national TV. That's not very nice. The guy's obviously having nightmares. He's going through psychological issues. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, all right. I, I'm really done talking about football. Can we stop talking about football? Yeah, what do you want to talk about? I, I don't know. I, I'm done. Uh, you know, Kansas City, San Francisco will be a good Super Bowl. Uh, you know, it's a good chance for Kansas City to finally get off the schneid. Andy Reid, obviously. So I'll be rooting for him. I'll be rooting for them. Uh, San Francisco, a, a, a worthy winner, I guess. It's just annoying as a Vikings fan because San Francisco this year just really came out of nowhere. Their defense popped. But, you know, the Vikings had a defense that popped a couple of years ago. And when the Vikings do it, they find a way to lose the Are, So you think they're a major regression candidate, the Niners? But next year you're saying... Well, yeah. I mean, on the other hand, maybe Shanahan can continue to improve this offense, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, Garoppolo has so few games under his belt that it's yeah, and and Debo Samuel in theory should only get. I mean, like their weapons, other than Kittle, their weapons aren't great. I mean, Samuel really started to emerge in the second half of the year, but in theory, he should get mm-hmm. better. 
if they could get another receiver on the outside, and Sanders is fine in the slot, but you know he's he, he's obviously uh, you know on the wrong on the downswing of his career. Their running backs, you know, they made that insane contract for Jarek McKinnon, which we all made fun of. But they've had an elite running game with you know with Coleman, basically a three-headed monster between Coleman and Mostert, and 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 so in theory that that can only get better if they, they develop sort of a, even a better running back. So their offense might get better, but I just I think their defense is going to have to regress because you know New England and San Francisco this year had his, by DVOA standards both had historically great defenses, and that doesn't tend to stay the same year after year. Mm-hmm. So as I promised last week, just like I did for the previous two rounds, I looked over the past thirty years at every single conference championship weekend to uh, rank the best ones. We had a dynamite wildcard weekend. We had a crappy divisional weekend. Let's hope that uh, we come back to a good uh, conference championship weekend. But So I've gone ahead and ranked the, the best seven conference championship weekends uh, pair of games over the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. That's and that's in hindsight, not like most anticipated before. Yeah, no, no, these were, no, these were the best games. Yeah, not the most anticipated. All right, so okay. let's uh, let's start with number seven. Number seven, we start with 1995. Today is actually the anniversary of this game. I saw somebody, I think maybe it was Bill Simmons, uh, retweeted it. The upstart Colts, led by quarterback Jim Harbaugh, nine and seven, go on a miracle run through the playoffs, kind of like the Titans this year. They take a 16 to 13 lead over the Steelers on a 47 yard touchdown pass early in the fourth quarter. After a couple of punts, the Steelers put together a drive to take back the lead, 20 to 16. The Colts get the ball back with 134 remaining. They drive 55 yards. They get to the Steelers' 30-yard line, and Jim Harbour throws a Hail Mary on the last play of the game, and the receiver has it in his hands on the ground, but it falls out. Yeah, what was his name, Brooks? Um, the receiver, Brooks. Yeah, I don't remember that. So that, that game was very exciting. Uh, the reason this is only number seven... Uh, that's the only thing people remember from that game is that is the drop Hail Mary. Yeah. It's truly the only play people remember from the game. No, but people remember that whole Colts run, kind of the way they remember the Jaguars run the next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the other game was the Cowboys, who had won two of the previous three Super Bowls, nine-point favorites against the Packers. The Packers were playing in their first ever conference championship game in 1995. Mm-hmm. Because there was none uh, yeah, in the first two they, seasons. Yeah, they yeah, they hadn't advanced since Super Bowl II. The, the Packers were a terrible team in the 70s and 80s, basically. They took two decades off. Um, so 95 is their first good year, basically, since Super Bowl II, and that was before conferences existed. Um, as I said earlier in the podcast, the first four uh, NFL uh, NF, what we now think of as the NFC, but the NFL participants in the Super Bowl, Packers, Packers, Colts, and Vikings were technically NFL mm-hmm. champions, not NFC champions. Anyway, uh, this game was very close throughout. The Favre gives the Packers a 27-24 to lead late in the third quarter, but that's basically where it ends. The Cowboys respond with a long drive that ends in an Emmitt Smith touchdown run to take back the lead. Then Favre throws a pick. Emmitt Smith runs for another touchdown, which is his third of the game, makes it 38-27. And the Packers, mm-hmm. on their next two drives, wouldn't even make it past the Cowboys' 46-yard line. And so the Cowboys won, they covered, and they won their third title in four years. So we yeah. had we had a great game. We had a game that was good for three quarters. That's it. 1998, similar situation. Uh, obviously, the Gary Anderson game for the Vikings. I don't even want to talk about that because I'm going to start shaking. Uh, why don't you mm-hmm. tell us about this Jets-Broncos game? I mean, it's the worst day of both of our lives, let's be honest. Yeah. Well, what happened for the Jets? Jets blow... Jets are up 3-0 in Denver. Um, At the half. Denver is trying to repeat as Super Bowl champion. They just beat Brett Favre's Packers the year before. Uh, The four best teams in the NFL that year clearly made the conference championship games. Um, And realistically, it was one Vikings versus four Falcons and two Broncos versus three Jets. Um, And the uh, Broncos trailed the Jets 3-0 at the half in Denver. Uh, The Broncos pinned in their own territory at the beginning of the second half, have a punt blocked. 
The ball lands on the one-yard line. Curtis Martin smashes it in. So the Jets are up 10-0, and the Jets turn the ball over six times and lose 23-10. to 10. Yeah. Uh, after the block punt, can I tell you the uh, the ensuing drives of the game in the third quarter? Yeah. I mean, the Jets did not recover a kickoff. Bro- Bronco, if you want to Broncos, understand. Broncos touchdown, Jets punt. Broncos field goal, yeah. Jets punt. Broncos field goal, mm-hmm. Jets punt. Broncos touchdown, Jets fumble. And that's how it went from 10-0 to 23-10. Yeah, not just fumble. Jets did not recover the kickoff. Like, yeah. Dave Meggett didn't fall on the ball, and the Broncos yeah. did. Yeah. Meggett, fumble machine. Six turnovers. It was awful. Yeah, so that so that's that number six. Team. Yeah, so that, that game, similarly, uh, you know, one great game and one game that was, you know, good for a half, and then uh, it got You know, one of the fascinating things is in the four-year stretch, you know, you mentioned the Packers-Cowboys game, which is the end of the four-year stretch where uh, it was just, you know, it was mostly Cowboys. The Cowboys were in all four, three against the Niners, one against the Packers. Uh, and then and then they have not returned to the conference championship game since, right? Since that four year run, uh, but yeah, and every single game had the Packers Niners in um, the nineties minus the the one year the Redskins won the Super Bowl. Pack Packers Cowboys, the Packers Cowboys and Niners were always represented. Yes. Um. Anyway, but none of those games were close. They were incredibly high stakes games, but uh, you know, the, the all of them were double digit scores: ten, seventeen, ten, eleven. Yeah. But but those are like four of the most anticipated, you know, seven playoff games, non Super Bowl games uh, of our lifetime. Yeah, and that's why my top five uh, NFC championship, uh, excuse me, championship game Sundays is over the past thirty years are all from the past ten years. Yeah, which is I think a little bit inaccurate. I I do think those games are are, are such a high like there's like seventeen Hall of Famers in those games. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's just but they weren't exciting. High level yeah, of they weren't exciting games though. They were blowouts. Mm-hmm. Right, so, they felt yeah. more important because right, so it was also like the winner yeah. of this game is going to win the Super Bowl because that was when, that was when the yeah, NFC but, was but, winning. But, it but by the same token, I meant the AFC game was irrelevant. It was like the San Diego Chargers uh, yeah. the Super Bowl. Who cares? Yeah. All right. So number. Right, th- I mean, the best game of the of the '90s in the NFC is by far the the uh, Giants Niners game where Montana gets injured at the end of the game. But if I'm not mistaken, the Bills beat the Raiders 51-3 that yes, day. Also, yes, 51-3. So yeah. All right. So number five for me is 2008. Uh, the Eagles, as I already mentioned, beat the Vikings in the divisional round. They go to face the Cardinals. The Cardinals were 9-7 and seven that year. Were not a very good team. Their entire division was under 500. They were basically like worse than the Eagles this year. Garbage team. But Larry Fitzgerald had the best wide receiver postseason run in NFL history. In this game, the Cardinals are leading the Eagles 24-6 to six at the half. But the Eagles' first three mm-hmm. drives of the second half all end with McNabb touchdowns. The third one, a 62-yarder to Deshaun Jackson to give the Eagles a 25-24 to 24 lead in the fourth quarter. The Cardinals respond with a touchdown of their own, a successful two-point conversion, making it 32-25, to 25, under three minutes to go. The Eagles uh, drive down the field, but their drive ends at midfield, and the Cardinals hold on for the win. So that game was okay, not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pittsburgh against Baltimore, divisional matchup. Uh, those teams playing don't like each other. That was the AFC, uh, AFC championship that year. Pittsburgh had an early 13-0 lead, but the Ravens come back. They make it 16-14 to 14, midway through the fourth quarter. Uh, they hold the Steelers. Palomalu has a pick six. Yes, they hold. The but uh, you know, I'm surprised this made it this high because that was a fine day, but not. Uh, yeah. Well, there's not, not a lot. That, yeah. So you know. yeah, you're exactly right. So the Steelers have a three and out. They give the ball back to Baltimore. A chance to take the lead. Flacco throws a pick six to Palomalu. Steelers up 23-14. On the next drive, Willis McGay fumbles. The Steelers get the ball back. Um, and then on the next drive, Flacco throws another pick. And so yeah, that game is in 23 to 14. So the point is that we haven't mm-hmm. had the best. We haven't had. It's been very rare to have two good championship games on the same on the same Sunday. Um, the number okay. four is 2010. Uh, your Jets appear again. Uh, the Bears sucked. Jay Cutler gets knocked out. Caleb Haley throws a pick six with six no, minutes Caleb to go. Caleb Haney. And uh, this is uh, that. Yeah. It was an awful day. I don't. 
These were these were below average games. This should not be on the list. You're, you're, but, you don't but, follow. But at least they were both one-score games. They were unwatchable. The Bears game was unwatchable. Yes, it was. It, was it wasn't even game. a one-score game. Yeah, it was. It was 21-14. Yeah, yeah, but at the end of the game, but it was the whole game. It was not a one-score game. It was fourteen nothing at the half. Fourteen nothing yeah. after three. It wasn't a good game. Yeah, it was never in doubt. Uh, okay, well, it was never in doubt. And the truth is, and the Jets are down twenty-four nothing into Steelers. Yes, the Jets lose twenty-four to nineteen, but the Jets never had the ball with a chance to to. The Jets are down twenty-four to, to ten. Yes, they're down twenty-four they to ten. Get, they're um they're stuffed four straight times uh, after first and goal on the two. Yes. But they, they get the safety, yeah. they score the touchdown, but they never get the ball back. Yeah. Now, they would have scored. Like, the Jets, at that point, they were feeling it. They just didn't show up in the first half. Yeah. But, you know, you go down 24 nothing. Yeah. unless you have Pat Mahomes. By the way, Haney, you forget. Run. Haney scores a touchdown in four plays after uh, to, to make it 21-14. The Packers go three and out, and Haley drives the Packers. Haney drives the Packers into Green Bay territory again. Yeah, yeah you're, everyone's sleeping during yeah. this game. He, threw the ball, absurd. he throws the ball into the end zone on fourth and five, um, but uh, it, that's a pick into the game. That's so this is a below-average football yeah. All right. Well, there weren't a lot of – so number three is 2009. Yet again, both of our teams are breaking our hearts. The Vikings outgained New Orleans by 218 yards, but they have six fumbles, two interceptions, a dirty, bountying, uh, Nazified Greg Williams defense, mm-hmm. incompetent refereeing, 12 men on the field, and um, Brett Favre thinking he's in Detroit – the NFL rules giving the team that won the toss a field goal to win the game. All of that, um, you know, we know what happens. Meanwhile, for your Jets, 17-6 to lead over Peyton Manning in the first half. What happened from that point yeah. forward? Yeah, but it was never really in doubt. Manning gets the touchdown and two-point conversion yeah. before halftime. The Jets never score again. Yeah. It was pretty clear to everyone watching that the yeah. Colts were always going to win that game. You know, the Saints-Vikings is the, is the story. You know, the only thing people remember from that playoffs are I mean, the Cardinals beat the Packers 51-45 in overtime. People remember yeah. that. Great game. Uh, the, the Saints-Vikings game and then and then the, the pick-six in the Super Bowl, which is an otherwise relatively forgettable Super Bowl in the Saints-Colts game. Yeah. Although it was Drew Brees against Peyton Manning, the two best quarterbacks of all time. So. No, for sure. And it's the only time we've ever had a superstar quarterback for a superstar quarterback, which hopefully we'll have with Mahomes and Rodgers, but I don't think we will. Um, but uh, it's never happened, right? Brady never faces Rodgers in a Super Bowl. I guess Brady Wilson, I guess if you want to say that, if you want to put Wilson on that level. But Brady never faces Rodgers, never faces Brees in a Super Bowl. Right, right. Manning never. I mean, Manning never we, faces Rogers. Far faced Elway, right? I mean, okay. So here, here. Yeah, far Elway. No, I'm talking about in, the, uh, in this era. Yeah, I'm not okay. saying there's never been a good quarterback. Montana faced Marino. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm and not a- saying... Aikman against Kelly, obviously, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. the year that um, Matt Ryan won the MVP, he went against Brady. That's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I would say, I would say that. Um, probably... but you're talking about like top 15 level quarterback. The only matchup of this era, I believe, is is uh, Brady Wilson. Uh, Bra- Brady Wilson. Uh, yeah. Well, no, I was going to say oh, Manning, I was going to say Manning Breeze. Yeah, Manning, Manning Breeze. And but Wilson's I think, not Wilson, a top 15 I think Wilson's quarterback. not top fifteen all time, but I think he's going to end up in the top twenty for sure. It'd be a big surprise if he doesn't. Hello. His career has been going so far. You don't think so? Akiva, are you there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just did poor network connection for one second. Okay. All right. So now let's get to the oh. last again. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay, so mm-hmm. let, let's get to the only two uh, Sundays in the last 30 years when both conference championship games were great games. Uh, number two was okay. 2011. That was the game where Kyle Williams fumbled on two different punt returns, and the Giants escaped with that 2017 mm-hmm. win in OT against Alex Smith and the 49ers. Yeah, in San Francisco, not yeah. the only time that the Giants have gone to San Francisco and won the conference championship game undeserved. Yes, and then the other game was the Patriots came back in the fourth, take that 23-20 lead against the Ravens, and Billy Cundiff lines up for a 32-yard chip shot to send the game to overtime. Remember that? 
Ravens are on the 15 yard line. Uh, yes. Yeah yeah. 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 Misses misses the field goal. Uh, and so yeah, we had Patriots Giants instead of San Francisco Baltimore as we should. Have. I mean, it's really crazy. The Giants win two Super Bowls completely undeserved. Yeah, pulling stuff and, out of their toes. And the, the and the conference championship games are fluke, ludicrous, uh, overtime road wins. Yeah, by three. Yeah, just ludicrous. Hey, yeah, but they did what they needed to do. So kudos to them. Yeah. And then the mm-hmm. num- the number one conference championship was last year, the Saints Rams game with the no no defense pass interference call. And then the Pats yeah, Chiefs game. Both, game. Both games went to overtime. That's crazy. Yes. Two overtime games. Mahomes famously never gets the ball in overtime, right? Yeah. Yep. So the the, uh, the Patriots really probably outplayed the Chiefs that game. Yeah. So we, we've been very lucky, I think. We uh, Last year we had, you know, those phenomenal games. Uh, yeah, people, they, who, people who are younger than us don't realize, like, there was no such thing yeah. as a good Super Bowl. Now we almost always assume the Super Bowl is going to be uh, entertaining and competitive. Yeah, although not uh, last year. And there was, you know, a lot of times, like, pre-parody uh, and, and, like, hardcore free agency – there was a team that was substantially better, and then they just won the Super Bowl. Like, now those teams don't win a lot. But it was like, oh, the Niners are much better, and they're going to win 41-3 in the championship week, and the Super Bowl is going to be over before, like, the food gets cold, you know? Yeah. All right. So I mean, I have a Super Bowl party for Niners Chargers. The game is over literally before we start eating. Yeah, but neither one of us, you know? neither one of us has a lot of hope for the uh, exciting games this weekend. There is a chance that they're both blots. I think the Chiefs-Titans has, has, you know, especially the stakes will feel very high if the Titans have a chance to beat the Chiefs. Yep. I, I have a feeling the Chiefs are going to get a lot of calls. Who would have thought that the Chiefs are like the league's team? But they are the league's team right now. Yeah, given the option. Because the Chiefs-Niners, the league is fine with. Chiefs-Packers is a, is, a, is a fantastic Super Bowl for the league, obviously. Anything with the Titans uh, the Titan, is bad. Titans-Niners is a disaster. Titans-Packers is not great either. Yeah. Anyway, I'm done talking about football. It's been 15 All right, minutes. we got a few more minutes to this podcast, so what should we talk about? Uh, you tell me. Anything in the world. Do we have any sort of interesting thing going on? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's ask the listeners. What should our NBA pool be for February? Should we do a – I had an idea for uh, betting uh, every game against the spread. You could bet as many games as you want against the spread, whoever has the best win. Yeah, nobody season. wants to pick NBA games against the spread regular season games. Why not? Except what about game, DFS? What if we do like a monthly DFS pool every night – there's a different winner, or like a few times a week, maybe not every single. Yeah, you, let's say three no, times. Also, nobody wants like every night homework. It's too much work. It's not homework. People like DFS. So you're playing a DFS every night, but it's just uh, against. It's a lot of work. All right. Well, that's less work for you because that you know that's no work for you. There's no there's no spreadsheet there. Yeah, it's all on the website. That's true. Well, that's that's an upside. Right, let's see what people have to say about that. Um, anything else? Uh, what are we gonna do? You know, we famously talked about Riverdale. Uh, before the Super Bowl, what are we going to do? Oh, let's let's plan out the next few weeks, okay? We're doing this on the air right now? Yeah, why not? We have like five more minutes. We want to, you know, we always say like the episode should be at least a half hour, no? Yeah, uh, do you want to discuss the Baseball Hall of Fame or the NFL Hall of Fame? No, that's a different podcast. We're, we'll, we'll, we could do that either next week or on the Patreon episode. I don't want to, then we're going to have nothing to talk about. But the Royal well, the Rumble Patreon is coming. Episode, we're only up to part five of like the 20 part music. Uh, well, we got that, but we also have no football coming soon. Like we're, you yeah. know, we don't have to. Yeah, you were mad um, at me. I gave three Patreon episodes last week. Too much free content. You said furious. I was not, furious. Not, not yes. even free content. Not, I don't care about the content. It's like, why would like, we wouldn't have had to record after this? Had you just not been a buffoon and posted that on Thursday, you could have posted it today and we would be happy. Listen, I'm giving the listeners uh, extra. No, content. you're wasting a half hour of my life. <laughs> you're wasting my whole life. <laughs> What are you doing with your life that's so busy right now? Please tell me. I'm a busy guy. Yeah? What are you doing after yeah. this podcast? I'm eating dinner. Yeah? And then what's after that? I'm watching skiing. <laughs> Michaela Schifrin's getting whooped. You think that's wasting time? Yes, it 
Yeah, my daughter, I, said. I agree. My daughter didn't even hear you say wasting. Like, yeah, she's right. It definitely is wasting time. Yeah, bring your daughter no, on the podcast. Not if I get paid to watch skiing. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Starting no. a, starting a skiing podcast. Is there is there like a competitive a non Olympics season competitive skiing pro- podcast out there? I don't think so. I was wondering like there's no biathlon podcast. Famously, is my, my yeah. Part. You and Tony Scott should start one. What do you want? What do you want to ask Chester? If he has sushi go party. Do you have the game sushi go party? No one wants to know. Uh, I have no sushi games, unfortunately. We have no, no sushi games. In should our they house. get it? Because it's yeah. a fun game for kids. He wants you to get it. Sushi go it's a, party. It's a fun family game. Although his kids are younger, like. Remember, he's got a kid. He's got his his Eris is his oldest kid. You're our, you're our third. So maybe when his kids are a year or two when older. Two. When you're two, you are two. Yeah, you're turning three. All right, guys, get out of here, okay? Bye. Say good night to Chester. Say goodbye to Chester. Bye, Chester Vester. Bye. Uh, Chester is the bester. My son, my my son had his Sidor party in school on Sunday. Yeah. It's like a little first grade graduation kind of ceremony, whatever it is. And mm-hmm. um, and when they called up his name, you know, I'm like videotaping it, so I see when he and he goes up and he you know gets the book from the teacher and shakes hands and takes a picture and all that, and I hear some little girl behind me on, on the recording say, "Chester is the bester." So your son and that girl are on the same wavelength. Sushi, sushi go party. It says his age is eight to fifteen, so I think my kids are yeah. really young. Yeah, no, no, too young. I mean, uh, your five year old could definitely get it, but yeah, nobody else will get it. It's not for not for you. Well, the seven year old hopefully also. We play a lot of board games now, and I please stop, please stop. My my kids play Monopoly around the clock. Regular, not oh, even not, not even Monopoly Junior. Ch- Chester's kids play Monopoly. No, it's literally. Hello. Yeah. Please stop it, Noah. All right, you know what? I'm buying Sushi Go Party, and I'm sending it to my in-laws. Uh-huh. So we have something to do in Florida this week. It's not It's not for – I mean, you'll be able to play it with, like, your in-laws and your wife maybe, but it's like a kid-centric game, and you don't have any – No, my 7-year-old can play. It's a party game. It's like, it's like a party game. So should I not buy this game? Sushi Go Party for like a, a – hey, my wife's here. It's a whole family thing. He's got like a, a, like a 6-year-old, a 4-year-old, and a 3-year-old. No, I, got, I got 7, 5, and 3. 7, 5, and 3. Too young. Get something else. What's, What's a, good a good game, game for them? Seven to five. Seven to five. Five. All right. So the three year old doesn't care because he he he's on teams anyways. You tell him. Give him. What we do is we give my two year old cards. Dixit. My wife says Dixit is better. Dixit. Yeah. D i x i t. I'm buying. I'm. I, I trust uh, your children's endorsements more than your wife's. With all due respect to Mary. So I'm. I'm buying Sushi Go Party. It's done. Already. I think you should buy Dixit. Uh, sushi Go Party's already been ordered. All right. He already bought it. I let him know. Can everyone get out of here? What is going on? You know what? You know what happened? So my office has a has a key, and I'm famously not a person who loses things. But my wife lost the other key. I didn't lose it. I know exactly where it is. And then she, where is it? And then she now. So now I have no key to this door, and and now these these lunatics just come in whenever they want. It's awful. Yeah, that sounds like a tough situation. You hit it somewhere. Imagine if this was a podcast people cared about. Like yeah. Renat. If we weren't completely mailing it in right now. This is a mail-in episode. Yeah. Listen, the Vikings did it on Saturday night, and it's really it's hard for me to get motivated here. So I'll recover. Yeah. Just give me some time. Yeah, Carl Malone would like this uh, episode. If there was more 15-year-old women. Um, <laughs> oh, let's talk about Kevin Stefanski. You guys lose your offensive coordinator to the yeah. Browns. Don't care at all. The, Finally, the Browns' problems are solved. Yeah. I mean, 
Paul DePodesta is a smart guy, and he wanted him mm-hmm. last year before the ownership insisted. So on smart, he has completely turned that organization around in the five years he's been there. Well, I think he's better. I don't know. My point is that I think that I I, I was I don't feel like it's a tremendous loss for the Vikings. I don't think like he had a tremendous impact for uh, on their offense, but mm-hmm. I think he can't be worse than Freddie Kitchens, right? I think if you're the Browns, you had to make a bigger splash of a hire. I think you go for a great college coach or something rather than a coordinator. But weren't guys turning them down left and right? I mean, it's very possible. Who would want that job, I guess? Yeah. yeah. I mean, my dad, if you're Stefanski, you're only 37 years old, right? It's not like it's your only chance to become an NFL head coach. Maybe maybe wait until you get a better opportunity. Although maybe he thinks, look, this offense, Baker Mayfield was a historically great rookie. They have two mm-hmm. Pro Bowl wide receivers. They have a superstar running back. Like, they have a lot of weapons on offense. If you're an offensive mind, maybe you're the one who thinks that you can uh, – you know, be the one to turn this around. No, there's definitely pieces there. Yeah. All right. Well, good, good luck to the Browns. Look, I, 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 I feel bad for the Browns. I, I root for the Browns. So. No, it will be great. There, there, a day will come where the Browns win the Super Bowl and people. Will I mean, be happy. that division is going to be bonkers if he turns them around because, right? You, you have the Cincinnati. The Steelers should have one more good year. Yeah. Like Joe Burrow, I've, I have not been this confident in a quarterback coming out of college since what Peyton Manning, like. Andrew, not Andrew Luck. Um, I, I guess I don't know. He's even better than Luck. He he's unbelievable. All right, let's not count our chickens before. Look, I'm though. far from a college football expert, obviously, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. I, I just I just thought Burrow. I, I just I love everything about him. I think he's unbelievable. He turned uh, Randy Moss's uh, big tight end son into a into a star. Two two touchdowns in a, in a that's in a fun. That makes you feel old when like you remember their first year. You don't yeah. just remember like their career. You remember this yeah. I also I also I gotta I gotta be honest. I don't love seeing LSU. Like at least LSU's uniforms are more yellow than purple. But like mm-hmm. when you look in the stands or on the sideline, there's a lot of purple and gold celebrating. And I don't like yeah. seeing purple and gold celebrating when it's not mine. Yeah. Well, it's never gonna be yours. So yeah, you just gotta exactly. get used to it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, with apologies to uh, to all all the listeners, but uh, we will improve. Who's in the background there? Uh, we got the electrician here. There's always somebody in your house. It's it's like a full house. Yeah. Well, you're welcome to. <laughs> oh no, Jen. Am said, I? Jen said you weren't. Remember. Yeah, I'm not welcome to move in. That was clear. If I get kicked out, I am not allowed to move in. Yeah, you can come for a limited time period. I want to see this famous guest room where Jen has snacks laid out. Yeah, she does have snacks. That's true. She just um, <sighs> All right. Uh, it's going to be a slog. Oh, so here, okay, a couple things, all right? How about this for the listeners? Do, let's, let's do a Royal Rumble podcast. We'll watch the Royal Rumble live, and we'll talk about it. Uh, what time is it on? Uh, in uh, a week from Sunday. It doesn't have to be live. We could watch it the next day. I, I, I'm confident you could remain unspoiled. Okay, fine. Sure. Maybe you'll watch live and you'll react and I'll have already seen it or something. Whatever. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. We, Royal we, Rumble. We did that a couple of years ago, I think. Yeah, we've done it before. Now, here's another one. People have really been asking. They want you to watch Rob's season of Survivor. Yeah, I think we're going to do that in the off-season. Can that be an off-season project? I think, I think that people will tune in for that. I think people will be excited. We'll do like one a week. Maybe we'll have guests on or... Like Av Sinensky said, like he will watch with us. Like he he will like watch one a week and and uh, and check it out. It would it won't happen, but it would be insanely hilarious if you became like a Survivor super fan. Well, I don't think that. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, as you just. said. I know, but it would be funny. Like if you like binge all forty seasons. Yeah, that's not. Gonna it's happen. a good time to get into it. They're doing uh, twenty winners, 20, 
20, it's like, like the biggest season they were in. 20 Listen, winners are coming. I know, with, I know for certain I would love the West Wing, and I'm not watching that because there's too many episodes to catch up on. So West Wing know, sucks because Sorkin sucks. No well, whatever. Sense. But the point is, you think I'm going to catch up on 40 seasons of a show? Well, it's only 13 episodes a season. Like 15, technically. Whatever. Um, all right. Alexander, Chester... I did a podcast with your brother and Avsinensky. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when that's going to be released. Maybe it already has, and I'm just not in the loop. I don't know if that's a 32 fans feed or the 32 fans movies. I, why is that not called 32 movies? It makes no sense. Can they change their name? You don't want to be associated with them? No, nah, it's not that. It makes no sense. Like, 32 fans is because there's 32 teams in the NFL. Yeah. Like, at least if they need to keep our branding because it's so powerful that yeah. nobody will find them without us. And the only thing I got is someone emailed me and is like, I searched for your podcast on some app and I only found 32 fans movies, not you guys. Really? Yeah. How did that happen? What app were they using? I don't remember. Yeah. I'm like, great. We, we're, we can't even, we're not even, you know, uh, we're, we're being SEO'd by our own sister podcast. Yeah, that's not ideal. So anyway, uh, what a delight. Probably the best episode we've ever done. Yeah. Uh, high energy. Listen, I, great audio. The Vikings no showed up as kids. much as I did. So it's funny because you know I think there's no more kids on podcasts. I think we've. I think people have. Yeah. Have had, I, yeah. Had I, I agree with you. I don't know why you keep insisting on it. No, but now I'm. Well, I didn't have a lock, a lock on my door. Now, now nobody else is coming in. Well, I was talking more about your other podcast than this one. But now yeah. listen, uh, listen. No, no more kids on podcasts. 2020. That's my platform. Oh, and uh, and let's close out the podcast by saying it's going to be Bernie versus Trump. That's going to be exciting, right? That's your prediction. I mean, that's what's going to happen. It's no, going to be Bernie no, versus I, Trump. I've been on record. Bernie has no chance, and I'm sticking to that. No chance? Well, I no mean, chance. he's like, he's no winning chance. in the polls. He will not. Bernie. He, every I time Bernie speaks, I like, people come. I was wrong last time. Biden was, Biden, Biden's speaking to, like, 20 people in Iowa. Why does Bernie have all the, like, so many donations, like, small donations? Like, so many more people are giving him money. I know Twitter's not real life, but, like, there yeah, are a lot of. Twitter's not real life. There are a lot of sort of outside. And also, if it was Bernie versus somebody, like it was last time, I understand, like, those forces could conspire, but Bernie has support, whereas the other three or four people, you know, who are relevant or still remaining, are sort of splitting yeah. it. But Bernie so. Sanders will not be the Democratic nominee for president. I'll guarantee he will. All right, let's let's. Can we put a hundred hundred fake million on it. A hundred fake million. You know, a hundred. Yeah, well, you want to put a hundred million? I don't have a hundred. I don't have Chester bucks. <laughs> let, how about let's put your money? Let's put a billion fake billion on it. Do we have, okay, a fake billion on if Bernie is the is the candidate. But it's you against me this time. Yeah. All right. I can't believe you're giving me even odds on this. It's a win for me. Yeah. Talk to you later, Keith. Bye. Bye.
story you once told about you were at his house and he got a text saying like, hey, I'm going to sleep. But if you come upstairs in the next 10 minutes, like I'll make it worth your while. And you're like, OK, I'll go. And he's like, no, you have, you have nine more minutes to stay here. <laughs> Is a very funny story. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.